Welcome to Speed Learning English, your podcast for smarter and more professional English. Hi, Richard. Hello, Sven. When have you been invited last? No, this is this is this doesn't sound sound smart to me. How would you how would you ask this question? How when have you been invited? For the last time, or the latest, or the newest invitation, how would you ask that question? I think your first phrasing was was perfectly fine. Um, again, listeners, if you if you come across this problem where you are kind of um, not confident how to um, express yourself in a certain way because you think um, the other part that you're having the conversation with is. Um, will not be able to understand what you exactly mean. You have to understand that the human brain is quite uh, fantastic in that sense. You just, the human brain just needs certain informations to understand, information, not informations, information to understand what you um, really want to, to say and express. So um, don't be afraid, don't be shy. Just express yourself in a certain way or in a way that you yourself feel confident that the other person will understand. So uh, your short, uh, the short answer to your question is um, the way you phrased it the first time was perfectly fine. So can you repeat it, please? <laughs> um, so now you have <laughs> spotted a blind spot. Uh, I would just say when was the last time um, uh, or to what function were you the last time? So something like that. Um, okay, so when was the last time you were invited, Richard? Yes, yes. This is, you don't need to um, switch uh, the times here. Um, a very simple phrase um, is sufficient. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. By the way, you made one of those, um, uh, let's say, English um, phrases that a lot of Germans do, like informations instead of information. Um, so let's keep in mind that we make a podcast episode on on these uncountable uh, words that are not used in the plural. In German, we have informationen, we have plural, but in, in English, we don't. So let's keep in mind to have a podcast episode recorded on that topic. Okay? Yes. Fine. So let's imagine that you're invited And let's draw a beautiful picture. The invitation is for a dinner party. It's a, it's a garden barbecue party. And you're working for a company that uh, is situated in an English-speaking country. Uh -huh. um, you have to travel abroad. Maybe you're in, in the United States or in Canada or Australia. And the company director, the boss, the CEO invites you for a barbecue party at night. Now, the first thing that comes to your mind is? Um, I feel very honored to be invited to um, my boss's uh, party or function because I've never been invited before. So this would be uh, the first experience in that sense for me. Um, And this and this shows that you're a man because the woman's first thought might be, "Oh my God, what am I going to wear?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's true. start from these two points. So, 
let's let's start with the female aspect. Mm-hmm. What am I going to wear? Do I ask for a dress code? Do I dress myself the way I feel comfortable? Do I dress myself the way I would dress myself on a dinner barbecue party in my country? What is your recommendation? Well, um, obviously you can, you are not um, you can't wear um, office office attire in that sense. Um, it should be. Uh, You should adapt to that function. Obviously, if you are going to the office, you will wear um, your 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 um, your office attire. But and then, if you are going to a party, in that sense, I would say that's a party. Um, you will adapt your fashion and 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 your your outfit to uh, to that function. Obviously, you have to look out for um, if it's summer or winter time. Then you have to look out for. Um, um, specific uh, cultural differences. For example, what is acceptable in your country is not necessarily acceptable in another country. That's something you have to look out for. Um, and then I believe that everyone has been uh, to a party and has seen um, um, party outfits in that sense. And um, yes, yes. Whether it's so- too short or too long, That's the topic for another day, and I don't know if uh, two two males are uh, in a position to uh, be talking about fashion senses of females. That's right. Um, <laughs> one thing one thing that I can recommend is if you're not sure how to react, because there are there's one question is what to wear, and the next what to bring as a present or as a gesture of uh, gratefulness. And normally, when you're in another country, you are staying in a hotel. And if you are invited for a dinner party or for the barbecue party of the CEO, you're probably not staying in a cheap B&B. So you're staying in a in a nice hotel. Go to the receptionist and say, look, sir, I need your help. Or look, madam, I need your help. I'm invited tonight either just for a, for a dinner in a private situation for a business dinner, for a barbecue party, for going to the opera, whatever. Um, what what am I supposed to wear? What am I supposed to bring with me as a present for the guests, for, for the host, not for the guests, <laughs> for the host? And do I have to be in time? Do I have to be there a little bit earlier? Do they expect me to be a little bit late, depending on the culture? And these receptionists are very good advisor. To, to answer questions like that, especially if you are in a in a country where you have the impression that the culture is completely different. I mean, in Italian for in Italy, for example, people believe that Germans have no sense of fashion. They say if you invite a German or if you meet a German, they don't have any sense for for fashion. So they they accept nearly everything. Um, but in other countries, there might be a certain dress code. So, yeah, receptionists are a good, a good choice. Or maybe if you have a good connection to the secretary of the CEO, you can even ask there, for example, um, what would be a good present to bring for him, for her, for the partner, etc.? 
Yeah, uh, if I can interrupt you there, uh, I think a, a good and universal rule is to always take something with you that your country or your region is famous for. Um, so, for example, if you are in Switzerland or you're Swiss, um, we'll take Swiss chocolate with you. Um, if you are, and you can go on, uh, go down the list and go down the list and find examples. And if it if you are from Germany, you can also um, and you're in the wine regions, you can take perfectly take a German wine with you. You have to, uh, and people overthink this oftentimes. Just take something. One one reason they overthink it because they do not understand that they oftentimes are in the same socioeconomic class. So. Whether you are in a very um, different country than your original country, your boss has traveled, has um, has seen several um, universities and is more or less cosmopolitan. So your boss will understand your cultural background and um, will be will be um, will be honored, if I may use this word, to receive this to receive this gift because it's the person will think you oh wow he he thought he thought he thought to bring a gift for me and he he's so proud or she's so proud of um his or her country that he's trying to bring a part of his or her identity to me and to try to introduce his or herself to me so in that sense take a gift that is um specific to your country and is um that is popular in your country. When when we go to foreign countries, for example, we went to Greece, uh, Italy, um, Portugal, and we stay with in those um, Airbnb houses. You know, you always meet the mm -hmm. host, and we always bring presents with us. And of course, we have this typical wine. We have this German chocolate. We have um, some. Uh, let's say sausages <laughs> to bring but but we also always have a small bunch of flowers that we buy locally and we have a small picture book showing mm. the beauty of our area because i came across people who say well that's a very good wine but we don't drink any alcohol mm -hmm. well that's a beautiful sausage but we are vegetarians and there are more and more people even in in uh, positions of CEO or higher that do not drink any alcohol anymore. They don't eat meat because they they know how these um, how this food affects their brain and their body, and they're just in such a high performance that they can't risk to to lose any brain cells, so to say. So, yes, that's, so that's, true. that's true. When we have when we have high class performers in our language courses, I I hardly find one who drinks alcohol. That's really impressive. So yeah. the higher the position, the less alcohol, and the more they they take care of their nutrition, and uh, that's why we have this this typical. I mean, here we live in a wine region. It's it's. Uh, it's forbidden to travel abroad without wine here in this in this area. You have to tr export some wine to a host, but still 
there are a lot of people who don't drink alcohol anymore for good reasons and they don't eat meat or hardly any meat and if they eat meat they want to know where it comes from and this is also for good reasons so a bunch of flowers for the lady and maybe a picture book showing the the beauty of the country or the region where you're from so could be a good combination i think that's true now i have to ask um so the picture is perfectly fine but what if what is when the um recipient is allergic to this uh, type of flowers well in this case um bad luck <laughs> no, no. Um, my, luck in fact my, my mother my mother always wanted to, to have um, a bunch of flowers from uh, from the field and from the meadows for mother's day and my sister is highly allergic against this oh. so this bunch of flowers was in our house my mother was delighted and my sister was suffering yeah, sneezing and me being the, the big brother <laughs> Um, depending on how my sister behaved two weeks before <laughs> Mother's Day, I decided whether to take one of those bunches of flowers or maybe get some some chocolate or whatever for my mother. Yeah. Well, as to make a long story short, we can't really um, I'm looking for a phrase, berücksichtigen. How would you translate berücksichtigen? Man kann nicht alle Komponenten berücksichtigen. Um, you can't consider all components. Yeah, you can't consider all components. Thank you. So, if you have the chance, uh, taking the CEO to invite you, to talk to the secretary, ask, how can I, I don't know, what would be a, good presents how can i impress or make make this person happy does he drink wine does he his wife like chocolate flowers etc and um yes and if not i mean the gesture is important and uh in this case just take it easy and choose what everybody would cho would choose something to drink for the man and something to look at for the woman Yes, indeed. Bring something for the wife or the husband of the CEO. Um, in this case, most CEOs are men. Um, so always uh, think of the wife. That's, That's a right. good point. Okay, now let's think of our wives as well. We'll finish this episode for today. And next episode, I want to talk to you about how to be german i came across a very nice book written by adam fletcher how to be german in 50 easy steps and i would like to discuss some points of that with you thank okay. you Sven. take care and talk next week see you next week thank you